Hear ye, hear ye, word nerds. Be forewarned that this podcast contains saucy language of the modern and early modern varieties. So plan your listening accordingly. Or don't. That's a choice that you can make. But don't say we didn't warn you. I feel like this is a fun, like, bloopers version. So now I don't Definitely. Care yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's very low yeah. pressure. The stakes are very, very low. So, like, have fun. Have there all the fun. No stakes. How um, do I okay, say so- my name? Juana <laughs> Bango. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I was about to say Merlin. He <laughs> 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 had coffee like three hours ago. Clearly, it hasn't sunk in yet. So, <laughs> forgive me. Welcome to the Hurly Burly Shakespeare Show. We are your hosts, Jess Hamlet and Aubrey Whitlock. And together we are Whamlet. And we're back, baby. Yes, who's back? Back again. Okay. Whamlet's back. Tell Tell your friends. (laughs) How's it going? It's my my boo bitches. Great. That's how it's going. Cool. Thanks for the real-time update. You know, Aubrey, I am here to to bring our listeners the hard-hitting, cutting-edge developments mm-hmm. in in the field of Shakespeare studies. Yeah. And, you know, so that's, yeah, that's the service that, that I provide here on the Hurley Birthday Shakespeare Show. <laughs> We're back! Hey, Yay, we're five. back! Yes, we are. <laughs> season come, five. Come for the Shakespeare and stay for the itchy boobs. Mm-hmm. I guess it's it's a time. It's it's boy, I'll tell you. Anyway, hey, hi, how are you? Hey, how are things? It's been it's been what? It's been six months. Oh my god! It's yeah, it's been six months. Yeah, six Do whole months. You remember how to do this mm-hmm. <laughs> we remember how to podcast i mean uh, obviously yeah. you and i have not had a six-month break from each other because that's no. not how friendship works no <laughs> but we we have had a six-month break from sitting in front of our computers and fighting with technology indeed well at oh, least not in the service of a podcast for sure i have yes yeah definitely no, in the I last have, six months mm-hmm. fought with technology but not for so this reason so much so much yeah well, uh, you know, how how was your six months off? How how are things? How's life? How how what have what have you done? Yeah. Tell me everything. Answer me in one word. <gasps> You'll have to buy me gargantuous mouth. Um <sighs> uh, <laughs> so I was very proud like of myself joke. for that. <laughs> for um, our friends at home. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, it was good. I spent from like December through May teaching sixth grade English at a local middle school here because I was furloughed, so fun. mostly furloughed from my job at ASC. Right. Um, and then like the week after we said goodbye to the children, I went right back to full time at ASC. Um, yeah. And I kind of got to write my own promotion, which is a (laughs) new experience. That was kind of cool. So Um, sexy. So that, that was a rather large highlight for me. So 
What about you, Jess? I can't imagine anything oh, more exciting God, than yeah. that. No, <laughs> I mean it's been it's been so so quiet here in uh, you know beautiful Alabama. Psych. I don't live in Alabama anymore. <laughs> um, Not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm a doctor now, which uh, yes. we covered at the, briefly at the end of last season because I, I think we recorded our last episode right after I defended. Yep. Um, in the interim, I have graduated mm-hmm. uh, and gotten a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I I'm on the tenure track, baby. Um, yeah. It came as a shock to, uh, you know, no one but me, uh, <laughs> apparently. But yeah, I um, I interviewed, I had, a, I had a bunch of interviews right at like the end of April. Uh, and I, I had interviewed for this job um, teaching English at a small liberal arts school in Pennsylvania. And about six days after... I had my first interview. I had a campus visit that was virtual. Um, and about three days later, they called and offered me the job. So <laughs> it went real fast. Um, and it's really, I'm so, I'm so, so, so excited. So I am now um, assistant professor of English at Alvernia University in Reading, Pennsylvania. If you are thinking about getting a Bachelor of Arts in English at a small liberal arts school uh, in Pennsylvania... Come see me. Uh, I'll help you out. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's I. I'm really I. I love it. We are. Uh, I don't know into week four or something of the semester. Um, and I'm just I'm having I'm having such a lovely time. My students are amazing, and um, I I'm. I mean, I'm not teaching anything super exciting right now because it's fall and sort of like the first semester, and it's like they they kind of slotted me into what was already on the books um but in the spring i am teaching a shakespeare class my first ever shakespeare class that i get to teach and i'm so stoked um and i'm teaching a women in literature class that is just all like renaissance ladies and can't wait for that uh and then i'm teaching two classes on revenge Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> is that like the fancy? It's like, is that like the Target of revenge? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm teaching, I'm teaching a class on um, revenge tragedies and I have two sections of it and I'm so fucking stoked. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I packed up my whole life and I moved across the fucking country and now I live in Pennsylvania and it's uh, the actual tits. And this is, I think the first time Mm -hmm. that you and I will be recording from the same time zone (laughs) ever. That's fucking wild. Uh, Only took five seasons. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've been, we've been doing this and Good God, it's so nice to not have to play time zone math anymore when we record. Yeah. 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 It's good times. Yes. It's good times. Yeah. So, yeah. What the fuck um, are we doing today? 
Well, we are kicking off season five with George Peel's The Old Wife's Tale. Um, it is it is a nice short play, and we had so much fun uh, last season reading Yorkshire Tragedy with our friends. So we decided to do that again with this Bananas Pants play mm. for our season opener. Um, it's, a, it's just a, it's a hoot and a half. But, you know, for those of you who have been here all along or are perhaps new um each week on this here podcast what we do is we discuss a different play sometimes it's by shakespeare sometimes it's not um but this week is a 101 episode aubrey what does that mean that means introductory level things things you need to know to have just like a general wash of understanding of the play and its themes although like i dare you to try to find a theme in the old wife's tale but it's fine uh and some other cool stuff that you're gonna get nowhere else like our opinions and the opinions of our six eight other friends today <laughs> do we have eight people we didn't have eight people That's i think maybe fake. it was eight including us i can't count Wild. anymore I, but there are whatever. a lot of opinions that are gonna come us, at yeah. you today yeah <laughs> um yeah so this week uh you know because because we have done this read um we are dispensing with most of our normal 101 features to make room for that but don't don't you worry little little hurly burly shakers mm. they will yes. be back we yes. will we will return to some regularly scheduled features uh maybe even next week who can say perhaps yeah, yeah. so for our season 5 opener we invited some guests to help us read the Old Wives' Tale, in its entirety. Uh, and some of these voices you and names you may remember, some will be totally new to you, and we will let them introduce themselves once the reading actually gets going. But first, but first. <laughs> it's time to meet the contemporary George Peel. This is a very abbreviated sort of, well, <laughs> summary of your life or parts yeah. of it. It's the it's only the shit that like you really absolutely positively yeah. should maybe think about <laughs> knowing about this guy. A few cursory details. It's fine. Yeah. George Peel was born in 1556. He died in 1596. He was an English translator, a poet, a dramatist. He is most noted for his supposed but not universally accepted collab with William Henry Shakespeare on the play Titus Andronicus? Question mark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of anonymous plays from uh, the early modern period have been attributed to him, but the ones that we know that he for sure wrote are Edward I, The Old Wives' Tale, The Battle of Alcazar, which is just Ugh, interminable <laughs> or at least that was my impression of it when i read it for comps however many years ago that was um the arraignment of paris and david and Bathsheba. uh he also wrote the troublesome reign of of john king of england which is a queensman play um and is like the sort of immediate source for shakespeare's king john play so right on. uh is george peel yeah <laughs> Yay, George Beale, that was your life. Okay, um, before we begin any summary, or in this case, an entire reading, um, we like to give you a five-word unhelpful title. Mine is Juana Bango, am I right? And mine is baffling theatrical nonsense, you feel? Yeah. Yep, um, accurate, <laughs> Useless. also totally unhelpful 
useless, totally useless titles. Unhelpful. So I think I think we still have, at least have nailed that feature. Like I feel like mm-hmm. we're very consistent we're that way. <laughs> Great. Um, we also have uh, Dramatis Personae, but only the really important ones, beginning with... Yeah. Antic, frolic, and fantastic, who are pages and kind of uh, serve the narrative frame of the play. Cool. We've got this guy, Clunch. He's a smith. <laughs> He's the old wife's husband. <laughs> Clunch. I know, it's uh, such a good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have Madge, who is uh, his wife and um, the titular old wife mm. of the play. Yes. We have two brothers with names that are, surprise, revealed in the final lines of the play. And then there's Delia, their sister. Uh, we have Arrestus, who is betrothed to Vanelia, who gets talked about but never actually speaks in the play. Mm. So she didn't get her own line in the DP. Sorry about it. Hashtag feminism. I don't know. <laughs> These poor ladies. Uh, we have Lampriscus, who's Arrestus's neighbor, father to Salanta and Zantippa. There's also Juanabango, a braggart knight. We have Booby. The clown <laughs> called Corobus in some parts of the text, but like we don't do that. We just call no. him Booby. <laughs> yeah, we we regularized to just be Booby because like if your name is Booby, why? Yeah, why would you want to change it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's also Sacrapant, who is a sorcerer. <laughs> there's Eumenides, a wandering knight, and Xantippa, who is Lampriscus's mean daughter there's salanta lampriscus's ugly daughter and those qualifiers will become relevant later yeah uh and then finally we have jack who is a poor man just a poor man man. um why why should this play be so goddamn popular because it's batshit it's yeah. just batshit. This play is wild and hilarious and makes, uh, you know, not a whole lot of sense, but like some sense, but like not a lot of sense. And it's, I mean, it's got Booby the Clown. Mm-hmm. It's got Juanabango. It's got mm-hmm. a fucking talking head who lives in a well and like is basically an oracle. There's ghosts. There's riddles. It's just like yeah. such baffling theatrical nonsense <laughs> and i love it yeah and it I is. Love it's it. a romp it is a total romp it is a romp yeah yeah so that's my case for it excellent uh, shall we shall we get to yeah. the reading let's do it all right okay so we will now read the old wives tale for you in a segment that this week we're calling it should be illegal to have this much fun at work I guess we'll we'll kick things off with with our nice little intros. Um, Allie, why don't you take us away? I'm Allie O'Mara. I use they them pronouns. I'm recently bedoctored as of the airing of this episode. I study early modern asexuality, and I will be reading Echo, Churchwarden, Voice, Head, Hostess, and Voice again. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Tavares. Uh, she her. Um, and I'm assistant professor of English here at the University of Alabama in the Hudson Strode program for Renaissance studies. Uh, and today I'm going to be reading Antic, uh, Brother One and Simon. 
Hi, I'm Joey Gamble. Um, I use he or they pronouns. I am an assistant professor of English at the University of Toledo. And today I'm reading um, Old Man and <laughs> I am Sawyer Kemp. I use they, them pronouns. I'm a postdoc at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign in the Gender and Women's Studies Department. Um, at the time of this airing, I will be imminently hireable for all of your transgender Shakespearean needs. Um, and today I will be reading Frolic. Is that it? Are you only Frolic? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big track, I guess. Oh, I'm I guess a, it is. heavy in the first half, and then I get some time off to mm. just talk shit, mm. which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Yasmin? Hi, everyone. I'm Yasmin Hashimi. I use she, her, hers pronouns. I am a PhD candidate at UC Davis, and I work on the eroticization of Tudor queens. I love adaptations, media fan studies. That's my jam. Um, today, I am playing the role of fantastic or fantastique. Um, and I am also, you know, for the French uh, who are listening. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm also playing Delia. Is that what we're saying? Like Delia? Yeah. Delia? Delia? Like the catalog. Like the 90s catalog, yeah. Yes. Okay, Delia. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, by the way. Me too. That is aging yes, me, yeah. but I don't care. No, we're, we're all of uh, an age. If you could see it's, me, I'm very chill. youthful looking for those listening you right are. now. They will. Folks need to head to our Insta to see the screenshot we took. <laughs> yeah. Yasmin yeah. is definitely youthful looking. I mean, yes, Henry Cavill. <laughs> if you're skin. listening, Henry Cavill. <laughs> or, Beyonce. Or, or Beyonce. Or Beyonce. Yes, Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce, I don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think she already knows I'm fabulous. Sometimes men yeah. are a little bit slow on the pickup. So I'm like laying it all out there for Henry. <laughs> Um, but Beyonce will just recognize, you know, yeah. she's fabulous. Anyways, okay, sorry. Game Don't recognizes be. Not me. ever. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Patrick Aaron Harris. I use he and they pronouns. Uh, I am a PhD candidate at the University of Texas in Austin, and I am attempting to write a dissertation. Uh, <laughs> which I could stop at. Uh, I'm writing a dissertation on Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare, duh, uh, race, place, and Shakespeare adaptations. And that is literally all that I'm doing with my life is just thinking and writing about Shakespeare's plays. That's a lot. Yep. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Yep. Who are you playing today, Patrick? I'm playing uh, Smith, the second brother, and Booby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Ruby. And uh, Merlin. Hello, uh, I'm Merlin Cusell. I'm a theater artist in South Dakota, and I write the Horned Moon Presents podcast. And I'm playing Sexton, Jack, and Juana Bengo. <laughs> yes. Juana uh, Aubrey. Yes. Oh, me. Yeah, I'm yeah. the co-host, do you, of the Hurley Burley Shakespeare Show. Today, I'm reading The Old Woman, Friar, Wigan, and Zantipa? Zantipa. Zantipa. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm Jess, you know, Dr. Dr. Jess Hamlet, big Wait, fancy who? doctor now. Yeah, I know. Dr. Jess Hamlet, big fancy doctor now. Also 
because this is our season opener, I guess I should say I got a job. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> the employee, Dr. Jess Hamlet. Yes. So and the production value on this podcast is about to really shoot <laughs> off. I know. Uh-huh. Got all that sweet, sweit tenure track money. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> notoriously My $54, lucrative $54,000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling <Wow>. in it. <laughs> um uh, today I am I'm reading Lampriscus, Salanta, Eumenides, and also the stage directions. And there's some good stage directions. So are are we all ready? Are we all feeling fine, feeling good? Yeah. Okay. Let's do feeling this. It. Uh, in that case, welcome to the old wives' tale. Enter Antic, Frolic, and Fantastic. Now, fellow frantic, what's all a mort? Doth this sadness become thy madness? What, though we have lost our way in the woods, yet never hang thy head as though thou hast no hope to live till tomorrow, for Fantastic and I will warrant thy life tonight for twenty in the hundred. Oh, antic and fantastic, as I am frolic franian, never in all my life was I so dead slain. What, to lose our way in the woods without either fire or candle, so uncomfortable? O Calum, O Terra, O Maria, O Neptune. Why makes thou it so strange, seeing Cupid had led our young master to the fair lady, and she is the only saint that he hath sworn to serve? What resteth then but we commit him to his wench, and each of us take his stand up in a tree, and sing out our ill fortune to the tune of O Man in Desperation? Desperately spoken, fellow frolic in the dark. But seeing it falls out thus, let us rehearse the old proverb. Three merry men and three merry men and three merry men be we. I in the wood and thou on the ground and Jack sleeps in the tree. Hush, a dog in the wood or a wooden dog? Oh, comfortable hearing. I had even as lived the chamberlain of the white horse have called me up to bed. Either hath this trotting cur gone out of his circuit, or else we near some village. Enter a smith with a lanthorn and candle. Which should not be far off, for I perceive the glimmering of a glowworm, a candle, or a cat's eye, my life for a halfpenny. In the name of my own father, be thou ox or ass that appearest, tell us what thou art. What am I? Why, I am Clunch the smith. What are you? What make you in my territories at this time of night? What do we make? Why, we make faces for fear, such as if thy mortal eyes could behold, would make thee water thy long seams of thy sides, locksmith. And in faith, sir, unless your hospitality do relieve us, we are like to wander with a sorrowful hey-ho among the owlets and hobgoblins of the forest. Good Vulcan, for Cupid's sake that hath cousined us all, befriend us as thou mayest, and command us howsoever, wheresoever, whensoever, in whatsoever, and ever and ever. Well, masters, it seems to me you have lost your way in the wood. Mm. In consideration whereof, if you will go with Clunch to his cottage... You shall have house room and a good fire to sit by, although we have no bedding to put you in. Oh, blessed Smith! Oh, bountiful clutch! For your further entertainment, it shall be as it may be, so and so. Hear a dog bark. Bark. <laughs> this is Ball, my dog, that bids me all welcome in his own language. Come, take heed for stumbling or on the threshold, 
Open door, Madge, take in guests. Enter old woman. Welcome, Clunch, and good fellows, all that come with good, my good ma, from man. Ma, my good man. Oh, my good man, for my good man's sake, come, come sit down here as a piece of cheese and puddings of my own making. Thanks, Cammer, a good example for the wives of our town. Cammer, thou and thy good man sit lovingly together. We come to chat and not to eat. Wait, I come to eat. <laughs> this is like Gossip Girl. We've come to chat. <laughs> well, masters, if you will eat nothing, take away. Come, what do we to pass away the time? Lay a crab in the fires for roast for lamb's wool. What shall we have game at? Trump or rough to drive away the time? How say you? This smith leads a life as merry as a king with Madge, his wife. Sirrah, frolic, I am sure thou art not without some round or other. No doubt but Clench can bear his part. Else think you me ill brought up, so set to it when you will. They sing. When as the rye reach to the chin, and chop cherry, chop cherry ripe within, strawberries swimming in the cream, and schoolboys playing in the stream, then oh, then oh, then oh, my true love said, till that time come again, she could not live a maid. This sport does well, but methinks a merry winter's tale would drive away the time trimly. Come, I am sure you are not without a score. I faith, Gammer, a tale of an hour long were as good as an hour's sleep. Those are lies. Sleep is the best. Look you, Gammer, of the giant and the king's daughter, and I know not what. I have seen the day when I was a little one. You might have drawn me a mile after you which, with such a discourse. Well, since you be so importunate, my good man shall fill the pot and get him to bed. They that ply their work must keep good hours. One of you go lie with him. He is a clean, kind man, I tell you. Skinned. 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 Oh, he is a clean, skinned man. (laughs) He bathes. Oh, that's good. Clean, skinned man, I tell you. Without either spavin or windgall. So I am content to drive away the time with you an old wives' winter's tale. Why does one of us have to go lie down with this man? <laughs> so many questions. Why are you complaining? He bathes. <laughs> he does <laughs> clean skin. <sighs> I'm really, really clean. <laughs> <laughs> no better hay in Devonshire. Ah, my word, Gammer. I'll be one of your audience. Wait, does and that the- mean I'm watching? What is yeah. happening here? This is- you're, you're like, I'm okay. not going to go there. Well, I think some people argue that three little boys and they're like sitting down around a fire and one has to go sleep with the old man so the Ganymede <laughs> quotient is really high and crazy. Okay. Thank you're you for right. your explanation. <laughs> you're right. They were like, that's- this isn't really homoerotic enough. And, uh, and I another, that's flat. Then must I to bed with the good men, Bonanox Gammer. Good night. Come on, my lad, thou shalt take thy unnatural rest <gasps> with me. Oh my god! Unnatural rest? Playing it on a bit like there. That part. Oh my god. I want to go back and return. I want to circle back to the fact that his name is Clunch. And the dog's <laughs> name is Ball? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Why is the dog's name Ball? Clunch and Ball coming to Fox this fall. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> a cop procedural. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exude wow. 
Okay. Antic and the Smith to bed to have a natural rest. <laughs> Yet this vantage shall we have of them in the morning to be ready at the sight thereof extempore. This is very voyeuristic. Now this bargain, my masters, must I make with you that you will say hum and ha, oh to my tail, so shall I know you are awake. Content, Gammer, that will we do. Once upon a time there was a king or a lord or a duke that had a fair daughter, the fairest that ever was, as white as snow and as red as blood. And upon the time, his daughter was stolen away, and he sent all his men to seek out his daughter, and he sent so long that he sent all his men out of his land. Hmm, who dressed his dinner then? Nay, either hear my tale or kiss my tail. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, this is a good play. <laughs> well said. On with your tail, Gammer. Oh, Lord, I quite forgot. There was a conjurer, and this conjurer could do anything. And he turned himself into a great dragon and carried the king's daughter away in his mouth to a castle that he made of stone. And there he kept her, I know not how long, till at, all the, till at last the king's men went out so long that her two brothers went to seek her. Oh, I forget that he would, I say, turned a proper young man to a bear in the night and a man in the day and keeps by a cross that parts the three several ways and he made his lady run mad. God's me bones, who comes here? Enter the two brothers. Soft gammer, here some come to tell your tale for you. Let them alone. Let them hear what they will say. Upon these chalky cliffs of Albion, we are arrived now with tedious toil, encompassing the wide world round about to seek our sister, to seek fair Delia forth. Yet cannot we so much as hear of her? Oh, fortune, cruel, cruel and unkind, unkind in that we cannot find our sister, our sister, hapless in her cruel chance. Soft, who have we here? Enter Senex at the cross, stooping to gather. Now, father, God be your speed, what do you gather there? Hips and haws and sticks and straws and things that I gather on the ground, my son. Hips and haws and sticks and straws? Why, is that all your food, father? Yea, son. Father, here is an alms penny <laughs> from me, and if I speed in that I go for, I will give thee as good a gown of grey as ever thou didst wear. Father, here is another alms penny for me, and if I speed in my journey, I will give thee a palmer staff of ivory and a scallop shell of beaten gold. Was she fair? Aye, the fairest for white and the purest for red. Oh, then hark well and mark well, my old spell. Be not afraid of every stranger. Start not aside at every danger. Things that seem are not the same. Blow a blast at every flame. For when one flame of fire goes out, then comes your wishes well about. If any ask who told you this good, say, the white bear of England's wood. Brother, heard you not what the old man said? Be not afraid of every stranger. Start not aside for every danger. Things that seem are not the same. Blow a blast at every flame. If any ask who told you this good, say the white bear of England's wood. 
Why does the first brother have an eidetic memory? (laughs) (laughs) And why repeat it? Like, why? We need to translate from... Because I really wasn't paying attention. (laughs) It was like, hey, idiot. (laughs) That guy said this while you weren't paying attention. Uh, Yeah. Well, if this do us any good, we'll well fare the white bear of England's wood. Oh, now sit thee here and tell a heavy tale. God, Inception. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is, though. Oh, sad in thy mood and sober in thy cheer. Here sit thee now and to thyself relate. I'm alone on stage. Thyself relate the hard mis- <laughs> mishap of thy most wretched state. In Thessaly, my <laughs> In Thessaly, I lived in sweet content until then fortune wrought my overthrow. For there I wedded was unto a dame that lived in honor, virtue, love, and fame. But Sacrapant, that cursed sorcerer, being besotted with my beauteous love, my dearest love, my true betrothed wife, did seek the means to end me of my life. But worse than this, he with his chanting spells did turn me straight into an ugly bear. And when the sun doth settle in the west, then I begin to don my ugly hide. And all the day I sit as now you see, and speak in riddles all inspired with rage, seeming an old and miserable man. And yet I am in April of my age. Does that mean he's a werebear? He's also he's a, he's also where old. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's old during the day and a bear at night. I mean, if you have Which, to be a bear, nighttime would be anyway. Enter Vanilia, his lady mad, and goes in again. You were Vanilia, my betrothed love, runs madding all enraged about the woods, all by his cursed and enchanting spells. Enter Lampriscus with a pot of honey. Oh, this is Winnie the Pooh now. But here comes Lampriscus. <laughs> oh no, comes... I am a stuck upon this hole. <laughs> <laughs> but here comes Lampriscus, my discontented neighbor. Uh, how now, neighbor? You look toward the ground as well as I, you muse on something. Neighbor on nothing, but on the matter I so often moved to you. If you do anything for charity, help me. If for neighborhood or brotherhood, help me. Never was one so cumbered as is poor Lampriscus. And to begin, I pray, receive this pot of honey to mend your fare. Thanks, neighbor. Set it down. Honey is always welcome to the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in a crop top right now? I'm going to put that in my Tinder profile. Honey is always welcome to the bear. (laughs) And now, neighbor, let me hear the cause of your coming. I am. (laughs) I'm going to put that in my Tinder profile. (laughs) I am, as you know, neighbor, a man unmarried and lived so unquietly with my two wives (laughs) that I keep every year holy by the day... Wherein I buried the both, (gasps) when I buried them both, the first was on St. Andrew's Day, the other on St. Luke's. 
I, that I'm took twice. a really quick turn. I was, I, it was I went, very confusing. I felt like I got whiplash. It's like really polygamy. But... I know. I was like, oh, polyamory representation. And then I was like, murderous polyamory. And then I was like, no, I guess they were sequential wives. Yeah. yeah. Never even occurred to me. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Lempriscus. And now, neighbor, you of this country say your custom is out. But on with your tale, neighbor. By my first wife, whose tongue wearied me alive and sounded in my ears like the clapper of a great bell, whose talk was a continual torment to all that dwelt by her or Jesus. lived nigh her, you have heard me say I had a handsome daughter. True, neighbor. She, is, she it is that afflicts me with her continual clamors and hangs on me like a burr. Poor she is and proud she is, as poor as a sheep new shorn and as proud of her hopes as a peacock of her tail well grown. Well said, Lambriscus. You speak it like a misogynist. I mean, <laughs> As cursed as a wasp and as froward as a child new taken from the mother's teat, she is to my age as smoke to the eyes or as vinegar to the teeth. Holy praised neighbor, as much for the next. By my other <clears throat> wife, I had a daughter, so hard favored, so foul and ill-faced that I think a grove full of golden trees and the leaves of rubies and diamonds would not be a dowry answerable to her deformity. Oh my gosh. Wow. I have one ugly daughter, and I have one really shitty, awful, mean daughter. My daughters are crap. <laughs> Maybe that's a him problem, though. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a huge winner. I hope that his wives didn't die. They just left him. They were like, I cannot be with this person. They ran away. He acts they, like they died. They faked their own deaths. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, neighbor. Now you have spoke, hear me speak. Send them to the well for the water of life. There shall they find their fortunes unlooked for. Neighbor, farewell. Farewell at a thousand. And now go with poor Lampriscus to put in execution this excellent counsel. Why, this goes round without a fiddling stick. But do you hear, Gammer? Was this the man that was a bear in the night and a man in the day? The werebear, wereman, ban may wear? <laughs> Aye, this is he. And this man that came to him was a beggar and dwelt upon a green. But soft, who comes here? Oh, these are the harvest men. <laughs> Ten to one, they sing a song of mowing. <laughs> Not the harvest men. Enter the harvest men a singing with this song double repeated. All ye that lonely lovers be, pray you for me. Lo, here we come, a sowing, a sowing, and sow sweet fruits of love. In your sweet hearts, well may it prove. And ye that lonely lovers be, pray you for me. Lo, here we come, a sowing, a sowing, and sow sweet fruits of love. In your sweet hearts, well may it prove. That was a sex song. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this is Dua Lipa's new track, actually. <laughs> Wait, do you think that the um, old man and the little boy had to leave so that they could come back and be all of the other characters that appear? Oh here? God, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That one hundo p. I I was even thinking about that. Rest. I was stuck on the sex song. Enter Juanabango with his two hand sword and Booby the clown. Gammer. What is he? <laughs> oh! 
this is one that's going to the conjurer. Let him alone. Hear what he says. Now by Mars and Mercury, Jupiter and Janus, Sol and Saturnus, Venus and Vesta, Pallas and Proserpina, and, be, and by the honor of my house, Polymacroplastidus, it is a wonder to see what this love will make silly fellows adventure. Even in the wane of their wits and infancy of their discretion, alas, my friend, what fortune calls thee forth to seek thy fortune among brazen gates and chanted towers, fire and brimstone, thunder and lightning. Beauty, I tell thee, is peerless, and the precious whom thou affectest do off these desires, good countrymen. Good friend, run away from thyself, and so soon as thou canst forget her, whom none must inherit but he that can monsters tame, labors achieve, riddles absolve, loose enchantments, murder magic, and kill conjuring. And that is the great and mighty Juanabengo. Mm. Hark you, sir, hark you. First, no, I have here the flirting feather and have given the parish the start for the long stock. Now, sir, it be no more but running through a little lightning and thunder and riddle me, riddle me, what's this? I'll have the winch from the conjurer if he were ten conjurers. I have abandoned the court and honorable company to do my devour against this sore sorcerer and mighty magician. If this lady be so fair as she is said to be, she is mine. She is mine. Meus, mea, meum, un contemptum omnium grammaticorum. Oh, falsum latinum. This fair maid is minum cum apportinantibus giblitis and all. If she be mine, as I assure myself, the heavens will do somewhat to reward my worthiness. She shall be allied to none of the meanest gods, but be invested in the most famous stock of Juanabengo Polymacroplacidus, my grandfather, my father, Periopolines, my mother, Dianora de Sardinia, famously descended. Do you hear, sir? Had you not a cousin that was called Gustasoridas? Indeed, I had a Game cousin. of Thrones. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, house of, descended from. I'm like, okay, Targaryen, go. <laughs> Indeed, I had a cousin that sometime followed the court, unfortunately, and his name, Busta Gusta Soridas. Oh, Lord, I know him well. He is the knight of the Neat's Feet. Oh, he loved no capon better. He hath oftentimes deceived his boy of his dinner. That was his fault, good Busta Gusta Soridas. It sounds like a disease. Was George R.R. Martin, was he like a co-writer on this? Because... Well, it depends on how much like horrible murder is in the second part. Well, then That's we'll true. know. The last time I read a play with these guys, there was child murder. <laughs> oh, wow. Come. Shall we go along, sir? Soft, here is an old man at the cross. Let us ask him the way thither. Ho, you gaffer, I pray you, tell where the wise man, the conjurer, dwells. Where that earthly goddess keepeth her abode, the commander of my thoughts and fair mistress of my heart. Fair enough and far enough from thy fingering, son. No. <laughs> I couldn't decide if it was fingering or singering, because neither of them really 
<laughs> seems to be a great word Let's for this moment. Let's go with fingering. I think it's I fingering. fingering. I think yeah. it's fingering, right? It's a little, it looks yeah. like fingering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep saying fingering <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Let's get a fingering. clean take on fingering. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I will follow my fortune after mine own fancy and do according to mine own discretion. Yet give something to an old man before you go. Father, methinks a piece of this cake might serve your turn. Yea, son. Juan Bingo giveth no cakes for alms. Ask of them that give gifts for poor beggars. Fair lady, if thou wert once shrined in this bosom, I would buckler thee, Hera Tempera. I feel like we should have heard Rihanna. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> Not even my birthday. <laughs> I Father, you just lied to me about cake. Yeah, that was so rude. Yeah. This the is cake the, is a lie. I was about to say they this is the origin of the cake is a lie. I think it must have been. This is what they were reading when they when they made that. <laughs> Father, do you see this man? You little think he'll run a mile or two for such a cake or pass for a pudding. I tell you, Father, he has kept such a begging of me for a piece of this cake, who he comes upon <laughs> me with a um, supersantial <laughs> substance and the foison of the earth that I know not what he means. If he came to me thus and said, my friend Booby, or so, why, I could spare him a piece with all my heart. But when he tells me how God hath enriched me above other fellows with a cake, why, <laughs> he makes me blind and deaf at once. Yet, Father, here is a piece of cake for you as hard as the world goes. <laughs> oh, thanks, son. But list to me, he shall be deaf when thou shalt not see. Farewell, my son, things may so hit, thou mayst have wealth to mend thy wit. Farewell, father, farewell, for I must make after my two-hand sword that has gone before. <laughs> Exunt. Um, I feel like that was very sexual. Uh, all of this is very sexual. I mean, I, I, he comes upon me with a supersubstantial substance? That feels pretty no. sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Enters Sacrapant in his study. The day is clear, the welkin bright and gray. The lark is merry and records her notes. Each thing rejoiceth underneath the sky. But only I, whom heaven hath in hate, wretched and miserable Sacrapant, in Thessaly, as I born and brought up, <laughs> my mother Mero height of famous witch, and by her cunning I of her did learn to change and alter shapes of mortal men. There did I turn myself into a dragon, and stole away the daughter to the king, fair Delia, the mistress of my heart, and brought her hither to revive the man that seemeth young and pleasant to behold, and yet is aged, crooked, weak, and numb. Thus by enchanting spells I do deceive those that behold and look upon my face. But well may I bid youthful years adieu. Enter Delia with a pot in her hand. Enter Delia with oh. pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see where she comes from whence my sorrows grow. How now, fair Delia, where have you been? At the foot of the rock for running water and gathering roots for your dinner, sir. Ah, Delia, fairer art thou than the running water, yet harder far than steel or adamant. Will it please you to sit down, sir? Hi, Delia, sit and ask me what thou wilt. Thou shalt have it brought into thy lap. Then I pray you, sir, let me have the best meat from the King of England's table, 
and the best wine in all France brought in by the various knave in all Spain. Celia, I am glad to see you so pleasant. Well, sit thee down. <laughs> Weren't you already sitting? Sit thee down. <laughs> spread, table spread. Meat, drink, and bread. Ever may I have whatever I crave when I am spread for meat for my black cock and oh meat my for God. my red. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> Enter Not a fire with a chine of beef and a pot of wine. Here, Delia, will ye fall to? Is this the best meat in England? Yay! <laughs> I feel like I'm on Love Island all of a sudden. What is it? A chine of English beef, meat for a king and a king's followers. Is this the best wine in France? Yay! What wine is it? A cup of neat wine of Orléans that never came near the brewers in England. Is this the various knave in all Spain? Yay. What is he, a friar? Yea, a friar indefinite and a knave infinite. Then I pray ye, Sir Friar, tell me before you go, which is the most greediest Englishman? The miserable and most covetous usurer. Mm. Hold thee there, Friar. Exit, but, Friar. I like that the Friar was like, I'm just going to do some casual anti-Semitism and then peace out. Yeah. Yeah, but soft. Who have we here? Delia, away, be gone. Enter the two brothers. Away, for beset are we, but heaven or hell shall rescue her for me. Brother, was not that Delia did appear, or was it but her shadow that was here? Sister, where art thou? Delia, come again. He calls that of thy absence doth complain. Call out Khalifa that she may hear, and cry aloud, for Delia is near. Near. Near? Oh, where? Hast thou any tidings? Tidings. Oh, no. Which way is Delia, then? Or that, or this? This. And may we safely come where Delia is? Yes. Brother, remember you the white bear of England's wood? Start not aside for every danger. Be not afeard of every stranger. Things that seem are not the same. Brother, why do we not thus uh, courageously enter? Then, brother, draw thy sword and follow me. Enter the conjurer. It lightens and thunders. The two brother falls down. What brother? Dost thou fall? I and thou oh. too, Khalifa. Fall one brother. Enter two furies. Adestes demones. Away with them. Go carry them straight to Sacrapanto's cell. There in despair and torture for to dwell. These are Thenery's sons of Thessaly. Come to seek Delia, their sister forth. But with a potion I to her have given, my arts hath made her to forget herself. Rude. He, he removes a turf and shows a light in a glass. See here the thing which doth prolong my life. With this enchantment I do anything. Until this fade, my skill shall still endure, and never none shall break this little glass. Wow, that is just, yeah. I'm really asking for it. I feel like <laughs> never none shall break this little glass. <laughs> this little glass. That I keep yeah. underneath the turf. But also, it's like Delia's being roofied, so yes. oh, I do not totally. consent. Yeah. Why <laughs> I? Never none shall break this little glass, but she that's neither wife, widow, nor maid. Then cheer thyself, this is thy destiny, never to die but by a dead man's hand. So just for our listeners, 
this glass can only be broken by someone who is neither wife, widow, nor maid, and mm-hmm. Sacrapant cannot be killed unless a dead man's hand kills him. This is important this. for later. <laughs> Though I, it seems like a little, like, there are a lot of, there are like a lot of people theoretically, like, why does it have to be a dead man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, this is all like from my mother's womb, untimely ripped. It's like mm-hmm. that bullshit. It's a know? lot. Yeah. It's a lot like that. It's a lot like that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Exunt, enter Eumenides, the wandering knight, and the old man at the cross. Tell me time. Tell me just time. When shall Idelia see? When shall I see the lodestar of my life? When shall my wandering course end with her sight? Or I but view my hope, my heart's delight. Father, Godspeed, if you tell fortunes, I pray, good father, tell me mine. Son, I do see in thy face, thy blessed fortune work apace. I do perceive that thou hast wit, beg of thy fate to govern it. For wisdom governed by advice makes fortunate and wise. Bestow thy alms, give more than all, till dead men's bones come at thy call. Farewell, my son, dream of no rest, till thou repent that thou didst best. Exit, old man. This man hath left me in a labyrinth. He biddeth me give more than all, till dead men's bones come at thy call. He biddeth me dream of no rest till I repent that I do best. Enter Wigan, Booby, Churchwarden, and Sexton. You may be ashamed, you horse and scald Sexton and Churchwarden, if you had any shame in those shameless faces of yours to let a poor man lie so long above ground unburied. A rot on you all that have no more compassion of a good fellow when he is gone. What? Would you have us to bury him and to answer it ourselves to the parish? Perish me no parishes. Pay me my fees and let the rest run on in the quarter's accounts and put it down for one of your good deeds a God's name. For I am not one that curiosity stands upon merits. You horse and sodden-headed sheep's face. Shall a good fellow do less service and more honesty to the parish? And will you not, when he is dead, let him have Christmas burial? Peace, booby, as sure as Jack was Jack, the frolic Franian amongst you, and I, Wigan, his sweet sworn brother, Jack shall have his funerals, or some of them shall lie on God's dear earth for it. That's once I just now made the connection that I guess Wigan cares about the dead guy. That's what happened in the middle of that line. (laughs) Real time. Real time learning. Wigan, I hope thou wilt do no more than thou darest answer. Sir, sir, dare or dare not, more or less, answer or not answer. Do this or have this. Help, help, help. <laughs> Wigan sets upon the parish with a pike staff. Humanities <laughs> <laughs> awakes and comes to them. Hold thy hands, good fellow. And you blame him, sir? If he takes Jack's part against this, <laughs> against this shake, rotten parish that will not bury Jack. Why? What was that Jack? Jack, sir. Who are Jack, sir? As good a fellow as ever trod upon Neat's leather. Look you, sir. 
he gave four score and 19 morning gowns to the parish when he died and because he would not make them up a full hundred they would not bury him was not this good dealing oh lord sir how he lies he was not worth a half penny and drunk out every penny and now his fellows his drunken companions would have us bury him at the charge of the parish and we make many such matches. We may pull down the staple, sell the bells, and thatch the chancel. He shall lie above ground till he dons a galliard about the churchyard for uh, Stephen Loach. Argumentaris <laughs> <laughs> domain Loach. And we make many such matches. We may pull down the steeple, sell the bells, and thatch the chancel. In good time, sir, hang yourselves in the bell ropes when you have done. Domine, opponens, propono, tibi hank quifanonum. <laughs> I uh, can't read that. Questionum. Um, <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay. Whether you will have the ground broken or your pates broken, first, for one of them shall be done presently, and to begin mine, I'll seal it upon your coxcomb. Hold thy hands, I pray thee, good fellow. Be not too hasty. You capon's face, we shall have you turned out of the parish one of these days with never a tatter to your arse, then you are in worse taking than Jack. Faith, and he is bad enough. This fellow does but the part of the friend to seek to bury his friend. How much will bury him? Faith, about some 15 or 16 shillings will bestow him honestly. I even thereabouts, sir. Here, hold it then, and I have left me but one poor three halfpence. Now I do remember the words the old man spake at the cross, bestow all thou hast, and this is all, till dead men's bones come at thy call. Here, hold it, and so farewell. God, and all good be with you, sir. Nay, nay, nay you cormorants, I'll bestow one peal of jack as mine own proper costs and charges. You may thank God the long staff and the Bilbo blade. Bilbo blade? Cross not your coxcomb. Well, wheel to the church style and have a pot and so trillil. Trillil. Come, let's, Come go. let's go. I don't know. I didn't know which both. I don't know who both. I was going to run with that. <laughs> Exut. But hark you, Gammer. Methinks this Jack bore a great sway in the parish. Oh, this Jack was a marvelous fellow. He was but a poor man, but very well beloved. You shall see anon what this Jack will come to. Enter the harvestmen singing with women in their hands. Ah, of course. Soft, who have we here? Our amorous harvest stars? Aye, aye. Let us sit still and let them alone. Here they begin to <laughs> sing, call. song doubled. Lo, here we come, a reaping, reaping to reap our harvest fruit. And thus we pass the year so long, and never we be mute. Oh, reaping, reaping to reap our harvest fruit. And thus we pass the year so long, and never be mute. <laughs> Exit the harvestman. Enter Juanabango and Booby the Clown. Soft, who have we here? Oh, this is a choleric gentleman. All you that love your lives, 
keep out of the smell of his two-hand sword, <laughs> now goes he to the conjurer. Methinks the conjurer should put the fool in a juggling box. Be far fum, here is the Englishman. Conquer him that can, came for his lady bright, to prove himself a knight and win her love in fight. Who have we, Master Bango? Are you here? Hear you? You had best sit down here and beg an alms with me. Hence, base cullion, here is he that commandeth ingress and egress with his weapon, and will enter at his voluntary whosoever saith no. A voice and flame of fire, Juanabango falleth down. <coughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. With that they kissed. Oh, kiss, kiss. Okay. So with that they kissed and spoiled the edge of as good a two-hand sword as ever God put life in. And now goes Booby, spite of the conjurer. (laughs) (laughs) Who kissed? Who kissed? Who kissed? Yeah, who kissed? Uh, kissed? Did they kiss the ground? The voice and the flame of fire kiss? Oh. Okay. I don't know. This is like an insert your own ship moment. Are the men still there with their women? No, they left. Enter the conjurer and strike Booby blind. Away with him into the open fields to be a ravening prey to crows and kites. And for this villain, let him wander up and down in naught but darkness in eternal night. Here has the slain Wanabango, a slashing knight, and rob poor Booby of his sight. (laughs) Exit. Hence, villain, hence. Now I have unto Delia given a potion of forgetfulness. That when she she comes, she shall not know her brothers. Lo, where they labor like to country slaves, with spade and mattock on this enchanted ground. Now will I call her by another name, for never shall she know herself again, until that sacrapant hath breathed his last. See where she comes. Enter Delia. And then he immediately calls her by the same name. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was setting up a Lifetime movie, though, where it's like, I like this girl. I'm going to make her forget about, like, her whole life and then just, like, rename her. I'm like, I feel like I've seen this. It's basically Overboard. Yeah, it's Overboard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to call her by another name, but actually I'm just going to call her Delia. So come hither, Delia. Take this goad. Here, hard at hand, two slaves do work and dig for gold. Gore them with this. Oh, God. Jesus. Gore them them with this, and thou shalt have enough. He gives her a goad. Good (laughs) sir, I know not what you mean. She hath forgotten to be Delia, but not forgot the same she should forget, but I will change her name. (laughs) Fair, bear Cynthia. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, I don't even know. Okay. Fair Bear Cynthia, so this country calls so this country calls you. Go ply these strangers wench they dig for gold. Exit Sacrapant. Is he just doing that to like give her something to do while the other things happen? I just but he just said before that the slaves dig for gold and now he's like, bitch get to work, and I'm not here for that at all. I, I like think also I'm is... not here for slavery. I think he's like enacting some sort of psychological torture on her brothers, who I think mm-hmm. he's made into uh, his slaves oh, for gold. Sure. And he's sending her mm-hmm. to stab them a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh my gosh. And, but she won't and remember she's them. she's supposed to remember them, right? So and like, they're going to be like, okay. our sister! And she's going to be like, who the fuck are you? I'm just exactly. guessing. Okay. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. That okay. sounds right. That sounds right. I Man, needed that you context. This helps me. This informs my choices um, <laughs> yeah. as an yeah. actor. Mm-hmm. Your motivation um, so is dramaturg. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank Good. you. Add that to Good. your CV. <laughs> oh, heavens. How am I beholding to this, this fair young man? But I must ply these strangers to their work. See where they come. Enter the two brothers in their shirts with spades digging. Oh, brother, see where Delia is. Oh, Delia, happy are we to see thee here. What tell you me of Delia, prating swains? I know no Delia, nor know I what you mean. Ply you your work, or else you are like to smart. Why, Delia? Knowest thou not thy brothers here? We come from Thessaly to seek thee forth, and thou deceivest thyself, for thou art Delia. Yet more of Delia? Then take this and smart. What feign you shifts for to defer your labor? I don't like this. I don't like, this is like so like, you must labor. I'm really not here for this in my soul. But I guess this is acting. Okay. What feign you shifts for to defer your labor? Work, villains, work. It is for your gold you dig. Peace, brother. This wild enchanter hath ravished Delia of her senses clean, and she forgets that she is Delia. Leave, cruel thou, to hurt the miserable. Dig, brother, dig, for she is hard as steel. Here they dig and descry the light under the hill, under a little hill. Oh, stay, brother. Oh, what hast it. thou descried? Not Away. my little glass vial. <laughs> no. Why would I ask them to dig? I know that it's underground. <laughs> wow. Away and touch it not. It is something that my lord hath hidden here. She covers it again. Enter Sacrapant. Well said. Thou pliest these peoners well. Go get you in, you laboring slaves. Come bear Cynthia. Let us in likewise. And hear the nightingale record her notes. Exunt omnis. Enter Xantippa, the cursed daughter, to the well, with a pot in her hand. Now for a husband, house, and home. God send a good one, or none, I pray God. My father has sent me to, to the well for water of life, and tells me if I give fair words, I shall have a husband. Enter the foul wench to the well, for water, with a pot in her hand. But here comes Salanta, my sweet sister. I'll stand by and hear what she says. My father hath sent me to the well for water, and he tells me if I speak fair, I shall have a husband and none of the worst. Well, though I am black, I am sure all the world will not forsake me. And as the old proverb is, though I am black, I am not the devil. Yep, that's the old proverb. (laughs) That is problematic. Yeah, just disclaimer, none of us are endorsing this. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I do endorse the last part. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. the devil not, that not the devil. feels important. Exactly true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yikes. Yeah. Okay, actually yeah. accurate. Yeah, Mary Gup with a murrin. I know wherefore thou speaks that, but go thy ways. Home as a wife as thou camest, or I'll set thee home with a wanyan. Here she strikes her pitcher against her sisters mm. and brings oh. them both and goes her way. she yeah. hits her with her back. Yep. <laughs> With her cross this, this is Kim Kardashian. This is this, teaching up the Kardashians. I was just thinking about the, the Kim Kardashian app. Okay, These good. are okay, the Kardashian sisters. Yep, yep. Him and Chloe. Um, she breaks the back. Oh, the picture. 
I think this be the cursest queen in the world. You see what she is, a little fair, but as proud as the devil and the veriest vixen that lives upon God's earth. Well, I'll let her alone and go home and get another pitcher. And for all this to get me to the well for water. Exit. Enter two furies out of the conjurer's cell and lays Juanabango by the well of life. Enter Xantippa with a pitcher to the well. Once again, for a husband, and in faith, Salanta, I have got the start of you. Belike husbands grow by the well side. Now my father says, I must rule my tongue. Why, alas, what am I then? A woman without a tongue is as a soldier without his weapon. But I'll have my water and be gone. Here she offers to dip her pitcher in, and a head speaks in the well. Ah! Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Gently dip, but not too deep, for fear you make the golden bird to weep. Fair maid, white and red. <laughs> Stroke <it>. me. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Stroke me smooth and comb my head, <laughs> and thou shalt have some cuckoo bread. What is this? Fair maiden, white and red, comb me smooth and stroke my head, and thou shalt have some cockle bread. Cockle, callest thou it, boy? Faith, I'll give you cockle bread. He breaks her pitcher upon his head. Then it thunders and lightens, and Juanabango rises up. Juanabango is deaf and cannot hear. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Do it, Merlin. Do it. Blida, Flerdos, Pamphylida, dub, dub, a dub. Bounce, quoth the guns with a Florida flortos. Sulfurous huffs enough. Waked with a winch. Pretty Pete, pretty love, and my sweet, pretty. Pigs me, just by thy side shall sit, surnamed great Honabengo. Safe in my arms will I keep thee, threat Mars or thunder Olympus. Oh, what greasy groom have we here? <laughs> he looks as though he crept out of the backside of the well and speaks like a drum perished at the West End. Oh, that I might, but I may not. Woe to my destiny, therefore, Kiss that I clasp, but I cannot. Tell me my destiny, wherefore. Whoop! Now I have my dream. Did you never hear so great a wonder as this? Three blue beans in a blue batter. Tattle bad bladder rattle. Tattle bladder rattle. What? Tattle <laughs> bladder I'll now set my countenance and to her in prose. It may be this rim-ram rough is too rude an encounter. Let me, fair lady, if you be at leisure, revel with your sweetness and rail upon that cowardly conjurer that hath cast me, or congealed me, rather, into an unkind sleep and polluted my carcass. Ooh, laugh, laugh, Santippa. Thou hast thy fortune, a fool and a husband under one. Truly, sweetheart, as I seem, about some twenty years, the very April of mine age. Why, what a prating ass is this? Her coral lips, her crimson chin, her silver teeth so white within, her golden <laughs> locks, her rowling eye, her pretty parts. 
let them go by. Hey ho hath wounded me that I must die this day to see. By Gog's bones, thou art a flouting knave. Her coral lips, her crimson chin, Kawilwaw. What? <laughs> Kawilshaw? I can't read that word. Yeah, that's that's. Blurred. I take it as a like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. That's correct. True, my own, and my own because mine, and mine because mine. Ha <laughs> ha! Above a thousand pounds in possibility, and things fitting thy desire in possession. The sot thinks I ask of his lands. Lob be your comfort, and cuckold be your destiny. Hear you, sir, and if you will have us. You had best say so betime. True, sweetheart, and will royalize thy progeny with my pedigree. Unt omnis. Enter Eumenides, the wandering knight. Wretched Eumenides, still unfortunate, envied by fortune and forlorn by fate, hear pine and die, wretched Eumenides. Die in the spring, the April of my age. Here, sit thee down, repent what thou hast done. I would to God that it were ne'er begun. You are well overtaken, sir. Who's that? You are heartily well met, sir. Forbear, I say, who is that which pincheth me? Trusting in God, good master Eumenides, that you are in so good health as all your friends were at the making thereof. God give you good morrow, sir. Lack you not a neat, handsome, and cleanly young lad, about the age of 15 or 16 years, that can run by your horse and for a need make your mastership's shoes as black as ink? How say you, sir? Alas, pretty lad, I know not how to keep myself, and much less the servant, my pretty boy. My state is so bad. Content yourself. You shall not be so ill a master, but I'll be as bad a servant. Tut, sir, I know you, though you know not me. Are not you the man, sir, deny it if you can, sir, that came from a strange place in the land of Katita, where jackanapes flies with his tail in his mouth to seek out a lady as white as snow and as red as blood? Ha ha, have I touched you now? I think this boy be a spirit. How knowest all thou this? Tut, are not you the man, sir? Deny it if you can, sir, that gave all the money you had to the burying of a poor man and but one three halfpence left in your purse. Content you, sir. I'll serve you, that is flat. Well, my lad, since thou art so important, I am content to entertain thee, not as a servant, but a co-partner in my journey. But whither shall we go? For I have not any money and more than one bare three halfpence. I have not any money. I have not any money more than one bare three halfpence. Well, master, content yourself, for if my divination be not out, that shall be spent at the next inn or alehouse we come to. For master, I know you are passing hungry, therefore I'll go before and provide dinner until that you come. No doubt but you'll come fair and softly after. Can I I... say that Jack is giving me Alexander Hamilton vibes, or it's like, Hello, are you Aaron Burr, sir? Like the, it's just, I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you're out there, did you read this play? (laughs) Did this help inspire you? I'm just curious. Definitely, definitely. I'm also confused. 
isn't Jack dead? Like, didn't they? Like, that's the what I was, was just like, going to ask. That's, the, the, dead Jack. that's the, the, what the old man said. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is the same dead Jack. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You you might remember that Sacrapant cannot be killed except by a dead man. I do remember that. Here he is. Oh. Come to be and your undoing, Joey. Dead man. <laughs> okay. Um, I go before, I'll follow thee. But do you hear, Master? Do you know my name? No. I promise thee, not yet. The accent is amazing. Why, I am Jack. Exon Jack. Jack! <laughs> Why? It's so then. <laughs> Enter the hostess and Jack, setting meat upon the table, and fiddlers came to play. Eumenides walketh up and down, and will eat no meat. I say, you sir, do you please to sit down? Hostess, I thank you. I have no great stomach. Pray, sir, what is the reason your master is so strange? Doth not this meat please him? Yes, hostess, but it is my master's fashion to pay before he eats, therefore, a reckoning, good hostess. Mary, shall you, sir, presently? Why, Jack, what dost thou mean? Thou knowest I have not any money, therefore, sweet Jack, tell me what I shall do. Well, master, look in your purse. Why, oh, faith, yeah, it is a money folly. Goes. <laughs> <laughs> Why, faith, it is a folly, for I have no money. Why, look, you master, do so much for me. Alas, Jack, my purse is full of money. Alas, master, does that word belong to this accident? Why, methinks I should have seen you call away your cloak, and in a bravado danced a galliard round about the chamber. Why, master, your man can teach you more wit than this. Come, hostess, cheer up, my master. You are heartily welcome. And if it please you to eat of a fat capon, a fairer bird, a finer bird, a sweeter bird, a crisper bird, a neater bird, your worship never eaten off. Thanks, my fine, eloquent hostess. She knows all the adjectives. Just all <laughs> everyone. Every single one. I feel like they were really hungry when they ate this, because it's just taking <laughs> this and that, taking everywhere. But here you, master, one word, by the way. Are you content I shall be halves in all you get in your journey? I am, Jack. Here is my hand. Enough, master. I ask no more. Aww. Come, hostess, receive your money, and I thank you for my good entertainment. You are heartily welcome, sir. Come, Jack, whither go we now? Marry, master, to the conjurers presently. Content. Hostess, farewell. He is good. I have a... I have questions. I have a lot of questions. But the important question is, not to be mean to humanities, but is he just like not, is he just assuming that this Jack is just an entirely different Jack? I know Jack's not like the world's most unique name. Mm. Well, he it just seems Jack, right? highly coincident. No, because Booby was all like, Jack, 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 Jack. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, who's Jack? And then Booby was like, that's Jack. Dumbass. But also, Jack was dead. So. I do, I do kind of like playing it of, of like, I am Jack, and humanity is just like, you okay? Also, is Jack <laughs> magic now? Or is Jack, Jack always magic? He's, He's got that ghost money. I have lots of questions. I'm sure they will be resolved. Are you? I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> Keep hoping. 
I like I your just, optimism. I just want to know if they were like running out of paper because suddenly there's like three <laughs> different people's line in one line plus a stage direction. I'm gonna put this printer on blast. Enter Booby and Salanta, the foul wench, to the well for water. Come, my duck, come. I have now got a wife. Thou art fair, art thou not? My booby, the fairest alive. Make no doubt of that. Right, because I'm blind. You're blind. You yes. were blinded. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, okay. Come, wench. Are we almost at the well? Aye, booby. We are almost at the well now. I'll go fetch some water. Sit down while I dip my pitcher in. Gently dip, but not too deep, for fear you make the golden beard too weep. A head comes up with ears of corn, and she combs them in her lap. Huh. Fair maiden, white and red, comb me smooth and stroke my head, and thou shalt have some cockle bread. Gently dip, but not too deep, for fear thou make the golden beard to weep. Fair maid, white and red, comb me smooth and stroke my head, and every hair a sheave shall be, and every sheave a golden tree. A head comes up full of gold. She combs it into her lap. Oh, see, booby, I have combed a great deal of gold into my lap and a great deal of corn. <laughs> I, what a dowry. Just, this is so bizarre, but I'm just thinking about Elizabeth's work. I feel like this company was like, we got these like paper mache heads in the back. Like, what yeah. do we do with them? Like, we yeah. gotta write them into this play. <laughs> yeah, these sisters don't seem like they're necessary to the plot at all. This is no. just like B, B plot is that there's a, a mean sister and an ugly sister and this well of like magic husbandry. I know that's yeah. not what husbandry means, but it kind of is. There's corn here. <laughs> <laughs> Weird version of like Taming of the Shrew. It's like, here's the two Natural sisters. Let's do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those filler episodes of yeah. a long TV series where it's like, we just, we need to throw something in to make 32 episodes this season. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I wonder like, if it's a bit. Doesn't Galatea have the ugly girl who's going to be, like, sacrificing the monster? Hebe. Oh, Oh, poor sweet Hebe. She's not ugly. She's just the third fairest. The third fairest, yeah. (laughs) Which is just a devastating blow. She's really upset about it. (laughs) She's my favorite character in that play. It kind of gives me Lear vibes. Mm. Like, Mm. two sisters, and Mm. they both don't like each other. I, don't I think they were just like, we figured out how to do broken uh, pot comedy. They were like, <laughs> we got to smash a bunch of pots. People love it. They lose their minds. We make these cheap pots out of mud. They break so easy. Water goes everywhere. Hilarious. That would and honestly can, work on me. And we yeah. can also sell them as merch after the yes, show's yes. over. Get your own crossbody pot yeah. after the show. <laughs> you're smash like it on your ugly sister. Zone and like you can catch a shard while they yes. break. You know? Honestly, oh I gosh. think this could be Hurly Burly merch. I would wear a hurly burly jar on a strap. Just a smashed bit of jar. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Aubrey, write this down. I think that is- yeah, yeah. Someday when we make a Patreon, I'm just gonna like buy ceramic yeah. jars, smash them, yeah. and sell the pieces. Yeah, yeah you don't even we, buy we, them. You're probably giving them away. It's gonna be great. That's true. That's true. I'll just find <laughs> them. I'll just yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think that's golden. Uh, oh, see, booby, I have combed a great deal of gold into my lap and a great deal of corn. <laughs> well said, wench. Now we shall have just enough. God, send us coiners to coin our gold. But come, shall we go home, sweetheart? Nay, 
come, booby. I will lead you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, booby, things have well hit. Thou has gotten wealth to mend thy wit. Exit. Enter Jack and the Wandering Knight. Come away, master, come. Go along, Jack. I'll follow thee. Jack, they say it is good to go cross-legged and say his prayers backward. How sayest thou? Tut, never fear, master. Let me alone. Here sit you still, speak not a word, and because you shall not be enticed with his enchanting speeches, with this same wool I'll stop your ears. And so, master, sit still, for I must to the conjurer. Exit Jack. Enter the conjurer to the wandering knight. How now? What man art thou that sits so sad? Why dost thou... (laughs) Why dost thou gaze upon these stately trees without the leave and will of Sacrapant? But not a word but mum. Then Sacrapant thou art betrayed. How does he know? What? What? How dare you look at my trees without it's the my telltale permission. staring at the trees? So sad. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw a sad little twink, I knew it was over. <laughs> It really is. This is like, this is kind of like the reverse Comus in some way. <laughs> it's like, there's, there's this like sad little twink with wool over his head. <gasps> it's a trap. <laughs> well, but also if you think about the scene with Delia and how mm-hmm. she's like lost and then mm-hmm. someone finds her and she's like, it's the temptation, right? In Comus where she's like sitting in the chair and it's like, will you drink and stuff like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yes. And it's her brothers that are looking for, yeah, it's totally, yeah. Milton just stole this play. I yeah. Think. Enter Jack invisible and taketh off Sacrapant's wreath from his head and his sword out of his hand. What? <laughs> what, what hand invades the head of Sacrapant? What hateful fury doth in, in envy my happy state in Sacrapant? These are thy latest days. Alas, my veins are numbed. My sinews shrink. My blood is pierced. My breath fleeting away. And now my timeless date is come to end. I love that I just have decided, like, you took the wreath off my head and I'm like, I'm dead. I'm Somebody dead. This is also the first time we've learned he has a wreath on his head. Yes. <laughs> Which seems like yeah. sloppy exposition at the time. Easy come, easy go, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Oh, you steal my hat and I just die. Um, I also feel like between the, between the wreath and, the, like, the hidden glass, there's, like, a little, um, uh, what's the Oscar Wilde book, the... Dorian Gray. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yes, I, I, I was like, like, I don't know. I'm an early modernist. <laughs> I was like, Lady Windermere's fan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get some I cucumber don't... sandwiches soon. Um, okay. Oh. Okay, wait, no, my... okay, wait. But also maybe the hat is like in Mario Odyssey, like when the wreath is on someone else's hat, you can like use it to like take over their body and become them. So maybe That's it's like a very powerful hat. It's a very powerful wreath, yes. And now my timeless date is come to end. He in who in whose life has his actions hath been so foul, now in his death to hell defends his soul. What? He, he dieth. <laughs> Wait, we didn't even see him break the glass. It's all, all about, about the wreath now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wreath we didn't know he had <laughs> yep. until now. Oh, sir, are you gone? Now I hope we shall have some other coil. 
Now, Master, how like you this? The conjurer, he is dead and vows never to trouble us more. Now get you to your fair lady and see what you can do with her. (laughs) Alas, he heareth me not all this while, but I will help that. Pulls the wool out of his ears. (laughs) How now, Jack? What news? (laughs) Here, Master, take this sword and dig with it at the foot of this hill. He digs and spies a light. How now, Jack? What is this? Master, without this, the conjurer could do nothing. And so long as this light lasts, so long doth his art endure. And this being out, then doth his art decay. Why then, Jack, I will soon put out this light. Aye, Master, how? Why, with a stone, I'll break the glass and then blow it out. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. No, master, you may as soon break the smith's anvil as this little vial, nor the biggest blast that ever Boreas blew cannot blow out this little light. But she that is neither maid, wife, nor widow, master, wind this horn and see what will happen. Winds the horn. Here enters Vanilia and breaks the glass and blows out the light and goeth in again. (laughs) That is... Uh, the bear man's match. Wait, right, is that? No, yeah. that's Madge. Yes. No, Madge yep. is the wife from the beginning. Yes, Vanilia yes. is the bear, bear man's wife. wife. Okay. Bear, bear. Thank you. Mrs. Werebear. Mrs. Werebear. Mrs. Werebear. Because she's married to a bear, she is right. neither maid, wife, nor widow. Mm-hmm. She's a bestialist. Oh, prophecy. <laughs> is uh, that what they were right. talking about in Measure for Measure? They were like, go find someone who's married to a wear bear wear man. Wear wear bear wear old. This completely changes how I read that play now. (laughs) So informative. So, Master, how like you this? This is she that ran madden in the woods, his betrothed love that keeps the cross, and now this light being out, all are restored to their former liberty. And now, Master, to the lady that you have so long looked for. Hold up. How does he know Hold. who she is? That, that question. But also, no. so wait, Vanilia is the mad woman from like the second scene of the play. Yeah. The third. Yeah. That mad woman. Because there's a lot of yeah. nameless people that this suddenly get names. Who is a little bananas. Also, where the fuck did this horn come from? <laughs> and why does it magically call the one person who can break this glass? Yeah. Same is Jack an angel? Reef. Is he Gabriel? Is this the horn of Gabriel? Oh. Is that what's happening here? Is this the horn that shook the walls of Jericho? What's yeah. happening? I'm so we switch confused. to the end of De Lovely and Jonathan Price comes out and he sings the song and it's very magical. And then Vanilia comes and she breaks the vial. It's very cool. Should it have been wind the horn so that like he? Because I, I for some wind. reason was thinking like, it was like blowing the horn. Uh, like, like wind. I think it's wind, but <laughs> yeah. I like wind. Winding yeah, the horn. He, yeah. We were running out of pages. <laughs> How does Eumenides <laughs> know about Delia? Where did he learn about? Also, Eumenides is like a vengeance word. And now we move on to Sleeping Beauty. There's yeah. so many narratives like just yep. sort of squished into. This one very confusing play. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jack is going to draw if a curtain, and there Delia sitteth asleep. Ah. Godspeed, fair maid, sitting alone. There is once. Godspeed, fair maid. There is twice. Godspeed, fair maid. That is thrice. <laughs> Not so good, sir, for you are by. 
she wakes up and instantly has attitude i love it we love it it's rude to wake someone from their sleep it is (laughs) to be fair fair. it's true (laughs) enough master she has spoke now i will leave her with you thou fairest flower of these western parts whose beauty so reflecteth in my sight, as doth a crystal mirror in the sun. For thy sweet sake I have crossed the frozen Rhine, leaving fair Poe, I sailed up Danube, as far as Saba, whose enhancing streams cuts twixt the Tartars and the Russians. These I have crossed for thee, fair Delia, then grant me that which I have sued for long. Thou gentle knight, whose fortune is so good, to find me out and set my brothers free. My faith, my heart, my hand, I give to thee. Thanks, gentle madam. But here comes Jack. Thank him, for he is the best friend that we have. Enter Jack. With a head in his hand. This is very strange. Is it one of the heads from the well, like a gold one, or just one of the weird ones that like floated to the top of the well? There's no, it's my head. Oh my god. It's oh my gosh. I just, like, she doesn't know him, and she just wakes up. <laughs> she doesn't know this man. She wakes up, and she's bothered, and then within like one little speech yeah. where he, you know, calls her beautiful and a fair flower then she's like okay let's get married like i, I mean, don't know to be fair he did wend his way all around apparently eastern europe to get to her yeah. so but she doesn't like, know that it. he could be lying <laughs> also like why what a creep really i know i'd be like i don't know you so now jack's gonna come with a head. Head. yeah oh my yeah gosh. yeah okay maybe he's got a boat Whew. okay bring it home oh, now jack what hast thou there Mary, master, the head of the conjurer. Why, Jack, that is impossible. He was a young man. Ah, master, so he deceived them that beheld him. But he was a miserable, old, and crooked man. Though to each man's eye he seemed young and fresh. 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 For master, this conjurer took the shape of the old man that kept the cross, and that old man was in the likeness of the conjurer. But now, master, wind your horn. <laughs> he winds his horn. Enter Vanelia, the two brothers, and he that was at the cross. Welcome, Erastus. What? Welcome, fair Vanelia. Welcome, Thelia and Kalefa both. Now have I heard that I so long have sought, so saith fair Delia, if we have your consent. How does he know these people's names? <laughs> This, this is a cyber stalker. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Who's I'm asking for consent now. So faith. Thou well deserves to have our favors. So let us rejoice that by thy means we are at liberty. Here we may joy each in other's fight, and this fair lady have her wandering night. So, master, now you think you have done, but I must have a saying to you. You know, you and I were partners uh, to have half in all you got. No. So thou shall, Jack. Why then, master, draw your sword. Part your lady. Let me have half of her presently. I don't like this. I object. I love this. (laughs) This is so biblical. The stakes have just like skyrocketed. (laughs) Jack. 
Why, I hope, Jack, thou dost but jest. I promised thee half I got, but not half my lady. But what else, master? Have you not gotten her? Therefore, divide her straight, for I will have half. There is no remedy. Well, ere I will falsify my word unto my friend, take her all. Here, Jack, I'll give her thee. Nay, neither more nor less, master, but even just half. Can I just go sleep? I don't like this. Like, why did you wake me up so I could be cut in half? Am I crazy? He's still a ghost, right? Yeah, he's, he's I mean, or a zombie okay. or a vampire or some sort of <laughs> or a revenant. Or a oh revenant. Or I mean, perhaps a homunculus. I don't know. We didn't talk to him that much. He didn't really tell us a lot okay. about what was going Pity on. Demon. He might be a titty titty demon. Titty he demon. might be Mario's okay. hat. Like wow. it's all okay. very ambiguous. This is okay. Very <laughs> confusing. Before I will falsify my faith unto my friend, friend, I will divide her. Jack, oh thou shalt have half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, spare fair Delia, she deserves no death. Content yourselves. My word is passed to him. Therefore, prepare thyself, Delia, for thou must die. I really don't like this. That's not the line, listeners. I just don't like this moment. (laughs) This is not fair. Okay, now I am in character. Then farewell, world. Adieu, you menides, you asshole. What if she gives up quick? Damn. It's very... It's very Abraham sacrificing Isaac. It really is, yeah. Don't like it. He offers to strike and Jack stays him. Stay, master. It is sufficient I have tried your constancy. Oh, Oh, yeah, that is so biblical. You were right. Plot twist, Jack is God. (laughs) What he is. Toilet God. There's a ram in the bush. (laughs) You don't need to do it. (laughs) Do you now remember since you paid for the burying of a poor fellow? Aye, very well, Jack. Then, Master, thank that good deed for this good turn, and so God be with you all. Jack leaps down into the ground. What? (laughs) Jack, what art thou gone? Then farewell, Jack. (laughs) Come, brothers, and my beauteous Delia, Orestus, and thy dear Vanilia, we will to Thessaly with joyful hearts. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we follow Delia. thee and Delia. Exunt omnis. Okay. Feels like Are we ready to us. move on or do we want to comment on that? Okay. I really, now, I really want to. We're like a my, page away from done though. In my vision of what this performance looks like, Jack is literally Jack Skellington the whole time. And <laughs> yes! everyone just sort of acts like they don't understand or see that he's just very clearly a skeleton, like a spooky skeleton man. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. An old lady and two little boys watching all of this. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. So this is like a play within a play. Yeah, this is just some bullshit she made up for these children because they said they wouldn't go to sleep and they won't eat anything. Yeah, but yeah, well, I'm not going to sleep now. Live tale. Definitely not going to sleep now. Sounds like she fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Actually, mm-hmm. if we're ready for the next line, so ready. What gammer? Asleep? Hey! <laughs> by the by, the mess, son, tis almost day, and my widow's sh- my windows shuts at the cock's crow. Do you hear, Gammer? Methinks this Jack bore a great sway amongst them. 
Oh man, this is the ghost of the poor man that they kept such a coil to bury, and that makes him to help the wandering knight so much. Thanks for that. <laughs> Come in, we will have a cup of ale and a, a toast of this morning, and so depart. Then you have made an end of your tale, Gammer? Oh, yes, Faith. When this was done, I took a piece of bread and cheese and came my way, and so shall you have, too, before you go to your breakfast. Bread and cheese, bread and cheese, bread and cheese. What a so weird line to end. end a play on. So the other brother is... Still sleeping with the old guy? Uh-huh. uh-huh. They just left uh-huh. him there. All right, y'all. Well, that was delightful. Um, but now it's time for a little bit of Shakes Bubble Gossip. We got to get you caught up on the entire summer, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's been it's been a summer. Let's catch you up. Stanley Wells. Oh, here we go. Who is... I don't like... The most senior Shakespearean alive, question mark? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, Stanley Wells has has a reputation um, for, for being a, a, a longtime leading Shakespeare scholar. He, uh, with a couple of other people, edited the Oxford Shakespeare, I think the first one back in the 80s. He's been around for a while. Um, he is a sir. So you might surmise that from being a sir, he is both old and male and British and white. These things will become relevant in mere moments when I tell you what he did. Yeah, like, I don't even have a social media presence. Like, I literally have a timer on my phone that cuts me off after 10 minutes on the on the social meds every day. And even I clocked what was going on with Sir Stanley at this point. It was real mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So Stanley Wells on Twitter, I I do not follow Stanley Wells on Twitter. Um, when I was, mm-hmm. I think in the second year of my master's degree, I tweeted something. I don't even remember what Stanley Wells hopped into my mentions and was like, shirty with me. And I was like, okay, this isn't cool behavior from an 80 year old white guy who's never met me, but like, whatevs brush it off went about my life. Um, so I don't, I don't, I didn't, I have never followed Stanley Wells on Twitter. So I don't know what I'm working up to is his Twitter bio. (laughs) I don't know if this is the way it's always been, or if it has been edited in, in the wake of last week's events. However, his Twitter bio is Shakespeare writer, lecturer, controversialist, teacher, ah. traveler, music lover, all these my own. Um, what? Controversialist? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So on September 16th, in response to something that happened at the Globe, which I am not sure what I there was a symposium or a lecture or I don't I don't know some event took place at uh, at the globe that had something to do with race and indigeneity and Shakespeare that is the extent of what I know of the inciting incident so September 16th Stanley Wells gets on Rihanna's Twitter and he writes There is nothing in the Tempest to identify Caliban as black. Uh, prove it. Uh, yeah. 
So as you might imagine, many people took issue with this. You don't say. Many, 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 many people. Mostly scholars of color, scholars who work on early modern race. Mm -hmm. Um, You might also just remember from the tempest that caliban is famously described as this thing of darkness which sure does not explicitly state that he is black but also he's not fully human so there there are just a there's there's a lot of there's a there's there are quibbles to be had with stanley wells's statement and a lot of people sort of nicely pushed back not that i think anyone has to be nice to push back but they did it no one was like stanley wells you're fucking wrong and you're stupid go away like that didn't happen it was you know sort of there's a lot more nuance to be had here there's a lot of that um stanley wells responded to you know some of those pushing backs with just like read the text there's nothing in the text 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 and it's like okay the text is a lie and nothing is real so all right. And then oh, here we go. After after a, about a day and a half of that, he said, and I quote from the Twitter, as one who has taught, befriended, admired and encouraged people of mixed race for many years, I feel harshly misunderstood and misrepresented by many contributors to this thread. Oh, Jesus, it's the whole I have black <sighs> friends defense. I can't possibly be racist. I've brown people in my life. Yeah, and also centering centering myself, my feelings. How dare you? So, I I don't feel like we need to editorialize on this kerfuffle too much more except perhaps to explicitly state that both Aubrey and myself and I'm, I apologize I'm going to speak for you right now, we're not into this kind of gatekeeping. Caliban can be black, Caliban can be a fish. Caliban can be whatever you want Caliban to be. Also, historically, Caliban has been represented as black, which does not, of course, mean anything in fact, but the text is a lie and nothing is real. And also gatekeeping can get fucked. So to wrap up the here's here's everything that has happened uh, this summer slash over the last month or so, um, we do we do want to or at least I do want to take a moment and um, remember the life of Rebecca Munson, who um, was a a pre-modern digital humanist uh, at Princeton. She passed away this summer from her battle with breast cancer. You know, she was our age, you know, she was 36, 30 something, something like that. She will be so missed. She was an incredible, incredible human. And I feel very lucky that I got to know her even just a little tiny bit. We were Twitter friends. We were in a group chat together. I met her one time in person and she was just wicked smart, wicked funny, so generous, so kind, so caring, had the best attitude. And the field is poor for for her loss. So anyway, Rebecca, I love you. I miss you. We, we will throw up, um, to her obituary that was written by, um, her colleagues at Princeton about a month ago. I encourage you all to read it and, and get to know Rebecca even posthumously because she was really, really special. 
anyway, I, w- I promise I won't cry in our next episode. <laughs> that seems like a promise I can make. <laughs> That was it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you leave this podcast more informed than when you started. And we just have a thousand, thousand thanks to our friends who came out to play with us for this episode, beginning with our dear, beloved light of our lives, you know, the the patron saint of the early Burley Shakespeare show, <laughs> uh, Patrick Harris, who you can follow on Twitter at Patrick Aaron 89. Also, Allie O'Mara at Ashley M. O'Mara and AshleyO'Mara.com. We also want to thank the beautiful, thirsty, I mean, if you're out there, Henry Cavill, call her. <laughs> Yasmin Hashimi. You can find her on Twitter at Yasmin Hashimi, and her last name is H A C H I M I. And then we've got the ever clever Sawyer Kemp at Hamlet Hologram. We also were blessed with the presence of Merlin Cusell, the one, the only, the the myth, the legend, the light of our lives. Uh, you can keep up with her podcast at thehornedmoonpresents.com. Mm-hmm. We also have the woman who kind of set us down this path toward the old wives' tale to begin with, Elizabeth Tavares, at Eliz E. Tavares and elizabethtavares.com. And finally... Where would we be in our lives without the blessed love of one Joey Gamble? I mean, we would be nowhere in a cold, dark room alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will sing Joey's praises all day, every day, Mm -hmm. because Joey is the literal best. But anyway, um, keep up with Joey at jmgamble.com. And uh, tune in next time for our first ever non-Shakespeare 201 level episode with a special guest, Sheila Corsi. We're so excited. It's going to be, we're going to be talking about some early modern true crime y'all Ooh, i love so, it uh, i love it i love it get I love excited it. get excited That's very exciting <gasps> wamlet out wamlet out okay. the hurly burly shakespeare show is produced and edited by aubrey whitlock and jess hamlet if you enjoyed our podcast please tell your friends rate us leave a review and subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts for show notes and other stuff you can visit our website at www.hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com you can get in touch with us by emailing holla, H-O-L-L-A, at hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com. You can also find us at hurlyburlyshakes on Instagram. Or at hurlyburlyshake, no S, on Twitter. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land from which I record the Muskegee Creek Nation and pay my respect to their elders past and present. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land currently referred to as Stanton, Virginia, the Monacan and Manahoac nations, and pay my respect to their elders past and present. All opinions you heard are strictly our own and not affiliated with the institutions we represent. Hold on, wait, you mean nobody's going to see all of this? No. Did you get it sorry, disappointing? Did you get made up for us? I'm sorry. I mean, I washed these curls. I appreciate oh. them. I mean, I very much appreciate them. You look amazing. There's like eight Beautiful. people here. This is basically a party. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's but, like yeah. 9 a.m. over here. So this is like an effort right. was put forward. Oh.